Enjoy the inspiration and the introspection on the River Rain Show. Hi there, I'm Catherine Allen. I'm your host, and I'm a clairvoyant medium, astrologer, and I'm the author of a book called A Little Bit of Intuition. On the River Rain Show, I like to help empower people. I like to help you go deeper. I like to help you think of things in a new way that might shift your paradigm. A lot of people feel that they're on a crossroads uh, when they come to spiritual things. And I like to help you by taking you a little bit into your truer feelings, trusting your gut about your situation, helping you with how to make healthy decisions when you're at these crossroads, all with the perspective or the lens of metaphysical and spiritual information that comes with it. So I play a wide variety of music from all different eras. I might play some um, TV show themes. I might read some poetry or some quotes, all meant to consolidate the theme and to empower you to trust yourself. When you trust yourself, your life will flow. The more you learn to trust yourself more intimately, the more your life will flow and the more the magic will happen. And that's what I genuinely want for everybody. So welcome to the River Rain Show. i 
Good day. Welcome to the River Rain Show. <clears throat> it's been a while since I did a podcast. Um, I've been taking it easy and I've been also trying to be a little more authentic, challenge myself to bring you more authentic content. So if it's less often, but it's more authentic or um, original, hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a weird, long, weird winter. Uh, that we're all shut in with lockdowns and COVID and um, I think a lot of people have been taking this same kind of introspective time and so I allowed myself that but I wanted to tell you bring you just something short today and it's more of a story of something that happened to me recently and my reflections upon it than um, than some sort of teaching uh, or coaching kind of thing. Um, I'm not here to say that I that I'm making generalizations about about anything. It's just this experience really marked me, and it's not leaving my brain. And so I decided that that would make a good topic for other people to listen. So I recently had you know to go into um, not really the hospital, but a clinic and get tests done and you know see your doctor and all of that stuff um I'm okay nothing is nothing major but it still was something a little bit nerve-wracking because I felt like um I had some sort of weird blockage kind of feeling and you know usually if you've eaten something and you don't digest it very well and you feel that as you get older you just sort of eat lightly and uh drink a lot of water or take some turmeric or some natural stuff and usually it clears but this wasn't going away so I I was a little worried and uh, the doctor sent me you know for blood tests everything ultrasounds and it was just sort of a chaotic experience because you know you're you're feeling not well Um, your anxiety is high you're in a time of COVID, the receptionists at the doctor's office are also stressed out, and so their their energy is also not always so easy to deal with. Um, And then you get confronted, you know, by whoever you're dealing with in the healthcare system and their high level of stress as well. And so it really struck me how, um, you know, when you don't have somebody there beside you to help advocate for you, when you're feeling tired or or vulnerable in some way, weak, and then you're you're um, you're dealing with the heightened anxiety or adrenalized staff, you know, in the healthcare system because they're overworked. Just how many ways that this can go south really fast? That's what really struck me. You know, I wasn't feeling that bad, so I was still able to be assertive. But I had to deal with, you know, um, the doctor on one hand ordering emergency tests for me and then not getting back to me about my results for, for three days. You know, or again, he's ordering an emergency ultrasound calls ahead to the clinic and said to, and the clinic calls me and says just walk in we have your requisition you don't need you just need to walk in and and uh and we'll do it and then I get there and I'm met by somebody you know at the front door questioning me and grilling me as if I'm you know as if I'm lying or as 
It's almost how it feels. You know, you're being treated with suspicion. When I told her my doctor's name, and he works with that clinic constantly. He, he works across the road from it. They all know him. So by giving his name and saying, look, he called, he called ahead or the clinic called me to say, just come in. Well, who called you? Well, I don't know her name. I wasn't asking the name of the sex. But this is just how it went, like this interrogation, you know, for something that was prearranged by my doctor that was supposed to be an emergency. And then I'm stuck in a position where I have to defend myself as if I'm what? Trying to sneak my way in for a, for a radiology appointment. <laughs> like, and it just struck me like, okay, my wits are about me and I'm, I'm an assertive person. So I told her, look, if you, the requisition is there. I know what I'm talking about. If you'll just let me pass to the reception and they can check, this will all get cleared up. You know, but I had to say that a few times with, with a lady who was grilling me with questions and cutting me off and quite rude to be honest and it just made me think wow because I went from being you know a bit tired and feeling a bit vulnerable to feeling really really fucking pissed off maybe I shouldn't swear but there you have it I was really really angry that I had to defend myself so fiercely over a test that was already ordered for me and this is just a test you know there's way worse things I could have been going in for and there's, it really made me angry how many people have to navigate the system who might not have been at their full wits, who might have just backed down when this person was grilling them and just gone home or say, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I better wait and go home and be in physical pain when they didn't have to. And you know, I tried to look at it from the position of the staff and be compassionate towards the staff because obviously working in healthcare is going to be a stressful job and especially with COVID for over a year now. I, I can't imagine how stressful it must be for them every day. And so they're doing their best. I know that. But at the same time, what really struck me was how difficult it is to be an empath in and deal with, you know, our healthcare system. And then it made me wonder, honestly, how empathic are our healthcare professionals truly? You know, is the system just such a, a mess, maybe, or so overwhelmed that even even somebody who would normally be very who would feel for you and, and see that you're feeling nervous or scared that day and be patient with you. Maybe, maybe they're just too tired and too fried to be able to do that now. You know, and I, it struck me that maybe most people who are working in, in our healthcare, our doctors and nurses and technicians and receptionists, maybe they're just on such adrenal overload they're in crisis, they're confronted with crisis energy every day, they're in 911 mode every day, with all the people coming in who are also scared and haven't eaten for 12 hours because they need to fast before they go for an ultrasound or a test. So you're getting people at their worst, you know, when they're shaky and grumpy and scared. And then you're mixing that with people who are there to care for you, but who are so tired themselves or adrenalized 
And, you know, it just really struck me, like when you are in fight or flight mode, or you're working in, in, in an, for too long under high stress, in order to cope, people go numb. And it's the opposite of being an empath then, isn't it? And so I really believe there's probably a lot of people who work in the field who, if you gave them time to to decompress so they had more rest or things, maybe I don't know enough about it, whether if, if the system were better organized, if it could avoid, um, or the more money in the system, I don't know, whether it could ever avoid this kind of dynamic or not. It might just be the nature of the beast that when there's you know, when there's people who are ill and there's people who are caring for them, you're going to get this level of stress no matter how it's organized or how much money is there. I don't know. But let's just say that in a, in, in a better world, if things were functioning smoother, would we get the better side, the more compassionate patient or empathic side of our healthcare professionals and the system that we're in now creates it so that it's very hard for them to do that and give that. And at the same time, it's very hard to be the empath or vulnerable and be the quote unquote customer or patient and not have somebody treat you with that compassion or patience is very hard, especially for people who are alone. And, you know, not, not only just for the how the experience feels to you, you know, whether you feel cared for or you feel safe or you trust that they're actually looking at your, your records properly or they're actually reading the right thing on the documents, you know, from your doctor because everybody seems just so wound up that you wonder, are they really paying attention? You know, and the, the potential for over-prescribing or misdiagnosis is there anytime people are highly stressed and strung out. I didn't really feel that, I have to say, in our in our system. I think, I feel like we're pretty good up here. We're pretty lucky in Canada. I'll just speak for the hospital or where I, where I am. I didn't feel any worries on that level. But it did strike me, like, what if I, you know, what if I showed up here, what if I'm a lot older and I show up here alone and some lady is grilling me that my doctor didn't really actually send the, the test that I need? You know, would I, would I have it in me? To, to fight back and say, oh, yes, he did, and make sure that I get my, make sure that I'm cared for, you know, and just that it puts it on the patient to have to fight to be cared for, you know? It's so easy for things to go wrong. And um, at the end of the day, um, that same receptionist who grilled me and wasn't very nice realized that it was their error. Um, after I had already been and gone for my x-rays, they found my, they found the faxes that came in on my behalf the day before. And then she was very conciliatory. She didn't say sorry, but she was very nice and conciliatory and patient. And I had to go in the next day for two days later to follow up with something. She recognized me, greeted me. Hello. Very like she was very nice to me after that. And I really did appreciate that. So obviously there's a level of empath in this nurse or this lady. But like I said, is, what is it about our system that makes that so hard in the beginning? You know, why did we have to go through this friction, this angry moment, this accusatory feeling, this, uh, 
why did we have to go through that in the first place? You know, because that's, as an empath, that's what I found the most upsetting of all. The x-ray wasn't hard, the, 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 the pills I was given or whatever they told me was wrong was, wasn't as hard as feeling like I had to um, defend my, defend myself when I'm the one who needs uh, care. That was, that bothered me more. And, and just the, um, you know, just the level of agitation in the people serving you. Uh, anyway, and I'm not, sometimes I'm, when I'm not, when my guard is down and I'm not feeling well, I'm much more likely to say something about it. And uh, I got, of course, defensive reactions from, from a couple of people that I said, you know, it's all right, just, let's just be calm. I'm calm, what are you talking about? And I thought, no, you're not, actually, you're not calm at all. But in a moment like that, they don't, they're not going to own it, that they're the one who's more stressed than you are. There's just so many things. Anyway, I feel like I'm sort of nitpicking, but in another way, I know a lot of people go through it and all I can say to you from my short little experience story here is that if you can uh, bring someone with you to your appointments and uh, to the hospital or uh, you know anybody that you know or you yourself if you're empathic if you're feeling vulnerable if you know somebody who's elderly or going through a rough time you know, maybe you can go with them. Maybe you can find somebody to, to go with them and be like an advocate or somebody just to stand with you who's just not, who's feeling better and who can be patient um, on your behalf with other staff that are there so that there isn't this heightened emotion and then it's possible misunderstandings or lack or miss, you know, um, not getting quite the right care. And also just, just to back that person up so they don't feel, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, that profound kind of misunderstanding or, or isolation that can come from feeling like you have to defend your character just because you asked, you know, they missed, they, they couldn't find a fax. That's just my little example. Um... I'm sure there's a lot there's there's a lot worse examples out there than mine. And um, overall, like I said, I, I feel pretty lucky for the care that I get and the doctor that I have. I really do. So, but I wanted to just bring up that point about uh, how difficult it is to be an empath and pick up all of the fear and stress and anger or even physical pain that comes from interacting with other people in an environment like that at a time when you're also vulnerable it's it's quite challenging to be triggered and then have to put aside your triggers and be compassionate to someone else it's hard on my end and it's hard on the end of the of the person serving me as well I'm sure very challenging very challenging time so I really appreciate so much all the people that do go in and work in healthcare every day especially under the extreme stress of working around uh, in and around this covid time so 
much gratitude to everybody working in the healthcare system. And uh, thanks for listening to my story. Tears.